0: After destroying the Spurs, you're starting to see the best version of the New Orleans Pelicans. Let's break down what made Zion so effective, how Brandon Ingram paced the team, and why the role players lifted up the defense. It's a holiday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go! You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Thursday, Thanksgiving. We got a big game to talk about. Not that it was necessarily the most important, but a 129, 110 win over the San Antonio Spurs. Wire to wire, just domination for New Orleans, including the easiest, best first quarter they've had this year. I'm excited, and this was a big win because you can really start to see the future of this team, this team becoming the best version of itself, where it starts how it starts, with Zion Williamson, Brian Ingram being in the mix, the role players living up to expectations. And they did this, by the way, without C.J. McCollum. Without C.J. McCollum, they looked good in this one. So we're going to be breaking it all down here in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here on a holiday no one else coming to y'all like this five days a week with the insight you want to know about this team breaking down the big wins, the losses, and everything in between. And today's episode is brought to you by Sweat Block. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweat Block. Save 20% with promo code LOCKED ON at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. So let's get right into it. Biggest story of the night. Zion Williamson, uh, Like he just looked so good. He, he was unstoppable in this game. 32 points, 11 rebounds. He was 4 of 18 from the field. The only bad thing from him in this one, because his defense was good too, the only bad thing. 4 of 8 from the free throw line. He was 14 of 16, I think, inside the, in under, 5 feet or fewer. He was just unstoppable. There was nothing anyone could do, the San Antonio Spurs, to slow him down. These are the type of games, when I say, Zion doesn't need a jumper or anything like that. Just do what you do. And you really started to see him be, and this is going to be the theme in here, right? The best version of himself. He went out there, started to find his touch a little bit more. He hasn't scored around the rim. He's still scoring around the rim effectively and efficiently, but he hasn't done it like he normally does. He just hasn't had the touch from missing a whole season. But you saw that touch come back in this one. The English on the ball coming off his hand, knowing where he needs to put it off the glass for it to drop into the hoop, all of that really started to come back in this, and you've seen it starting to come back, and he's playing better and better and better and better. And when he's at his best man, just go to your left and score. Just go to your left and score. And if they can't stop you, keep doing it. And then when they do, pass the ball out. And this we'll get into more a little bit in the next couple of segments, but the role players really living up to what they need to do their billing is opening things up for Zion Williamson. Finally, Devontae Graham, big part of that. We'll talk about him in the next segment. So, do, do your thing, young fella, as Joel Myers or Antonio Daniels would say in this one. He was unstoppable, right? He scored on post-up situations. He scored going from the perimeter, from the, the three-point line, playing downhill. He scored as point Zion. He scored in a two-man game with Brandon Ingram. He scored in a two-man game with Larry Nance Jr. He scored one-on-one. He scored one-on-four. Rising up over four defenders, his 32nd points in this one. That bucket was literally four dudes all around him. And he went up and still scored above all of them. It was a masterful performance. He had 11 straight makes in this one. He also rebounded really well. He was aggressive early. He was good on defense, I thought. This was probably his best game this season. A 30-10 and 10 game is something we're not going to overlook. Two steals as well. He was just good. Like, I I don't know what else to say. You know, there's so many superlatives that you you could throw out there for a performance like this, but he showed you why, you know, he's got these Rose Rule escalators in his contract. He's worthy of that money. He showed you that he is a dominant player like no one else is. It's scoring in the paint other than maybe Giannis. It's those two. And Zion does more work in the paint than Giannis does. Y'all know what was coming. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. He even took some threes in here just because they were so worried about him driving, but he could still drive and just score. And it opened things up for everyone else. It was just a dominant performance from him. You know, maybe we, some people and myself to a smaller degree, overreacted a little bit to his performance against the Warriors, a 45-point win where, yeah, you don't need to rush him back from injury, but this is the Zion we want to see. I don't think you need to go point Zion full-time. You can use them in post-up situations. It works, and you can kind of really see it. But mix it up a little bit. And that's really what you saw from them, from him in this one. And when you have the role players making shots, bigs doing their job as well, it just makes everything so much easier. This is the best version of it. It's not just purely post-up Zion. It's not purely point Zion. It's not just only two-man game Zion. It's a mix of all of that to really keep defenses off balance. And then that opens things up for everyone else. The Pelicans in this one shot 42.4% from three. Really carried by one guy in particular. Two guys in particular, I'll say. But really one, because we don't expect that from others as well. We'll get into Jonas Valanciunas in the third segment in this show. This was just a good performance. And look, the San Antonio Spurs, they're not good. They have the worst defense in the league going into this game. That's not exactly (laughs) going to change after what just happened. They're now on a six-game losing streak. They're a bad team. But it goes back to what I said after the Golden State Warriors game. You know, you can only play who's in front of you. And if you're a better team than them, go and beat the brakes off of them. Go and dominate them. Don't play down to their level. Don't take it for granted. Go out and just take care of business by playing hard. Don't overlook them. Don't think you can just show up and win. And the Pelicans in this one didn't. This is a team that we felt pretty confident they would beat. They probably felt pretty confident they could walk in and just beat the team. But they didn't do that. That is growth from this team. That's a sign of development. That's also the mark of a good team, beating teams that you're supposed to beat. And we got to see that the night before Thanksgiving as the Pelicans just whew, took it to them. They only allowed San Antonio to have 19 points in the first quarter, probably some of the best defense we've seen. We'll talk more about the defense in the third segment and what is working so well. And Dyson Daniels, big part of that one, too. But up next, let's talk about Brandon Ingram. See it a Strange first half and then you saw a different version of him and the version we want to see from him In the second half, let's break down his performance, his night, coming up here next, along with Devontae Graham, because he was key in this one as well. We're going to look at both of their games coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis this season. It's a big football day on Thanksgiving. I don't particularly care about the teams that are playing, so I'm going to make it more interesting, By getting in on the action, placing a couple of bets, the over-unders, the spread, maybe there's a money line that I'm going to like, I haven't looked at it just yet, but trust me, you want to make me sit through three hours of football I don't care about? There's a way, I just got to have money on it. So you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, whether it's football to basketball, soccer esports they've got it covered over at betonline.net and if you love sports podcasts they have those there as well over at betonline.net and it's always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed so head to the website today you use your mobile device to go there to learn more about the trends and the action happening over at betonline.net bet online where the game starts And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day, even on a holiday. We're here like no one else is coming to y'all. There's no week between shows. There's no nine days, 18 days between shows or anything like that. We're here Monday through Friday, breaking down this team, covering the topics that you want to hear. Subscribe. Tell a friend about the show. Number one thing you can do if you want to support the podcast, leave a comment down below on YouTube. Even if you just want to say hi. I love it. I appreciate it. Thank you all so much for that. It's Thanksgiving and I'm thankful for all of you. And now for your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today from the games that matter across all sports to the biggest stories. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So, Zion Williamson was the, the biggest story of there. 32 points on just a, just a ridiculous night. Just a ridiculous night. The touch is back. And if he keeps doing that, this team's going to be good. But there has been at times a little bit of a struggle to get both him and Brandon Ingram going in the same night and to use them together effectively. They seem to figure a lot of that out in this one. Brandon Ingram did something that I really kind of appreciate from him and like to see out of these players. He took a back seat in the first half. He had two points in the first half against the San Antonio Spurs. Only took four shot attempts. Six assists, though, because you saw the ball in his hands. You saw that the San Antonio knew he was a threat. And anytime he really started to step forward, it's kind of like what happens with points Zion. Except we expect this from Brandon Ingram, and he does it on a nightly basis. You know, he passed out. He used his scoring to create gravity, especially in the mid-range areas, and kick the ball out to open shooters. Six assists in the first half is a really good number from him. He didn't need the ball in his hands to go out and score. He was willing to play unselfishly and do what was best for the team, which is to feed the hot hand that was Zion Williamson with 17 points and Jonas Valanciunas, who also had 17, and Devontae Graham, who had 18, the the leading scorer for the Pelicans in the first half in this one. Did I mention they were good? Did I mention that they destroyed the San Antonio Spurs? You saw him just do what was needed of him in this offense. And then in the second half, when... The team struggled a little bit and didn't come out as sharp as they could have to start the third. And maybe that was simply because look, they they were up by a bunch. They were up by 22. You figured there was going to be some, you know, a little bit of allowance to San Antonio to let them score and get back into this one. Not get back in, but like do a little bit more and look a little bit better because they weren't going to just try as hard. And so Brandon Ingram was like, "Uh-uh, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do any of that here." And in the third quarter, he takes over. 15 points three assists, eight of eight from the free throw line, 15 points on five shot attempts. He was three of five from the field, but he kept being aggressive, getting downhill, attacking the basket and getting fouled, going to the free throw line, making his shots. The Pelicans got into the bonus in the third with like seven and a half to go. And it was basically just due to Brandon Ingram getting out there and being aggressive. He saw what was going on, realized this team wasn't as good as they could be even though Zion was six of six in the third and said okay I got this and put the team on his back a little bit and made sure that that lead didn't really get whittled away by the San Antonio Spurs and they kept it level 38 points apiece in the third quarter that's a really strong performance from him that's exactly what you want to see him do know when to feed the hot hand They need to do this a little bit better with Zion, too. If it's just not his night and B.I.'s cooking or C.J.'s cooking, who didn't play in this one, you know, feed those other guys. And you saw Brandon Ingram just be completely unselfish in the first half and then just know when it was his time and goes, "Okay, I'm going to do it. Aggressive B.I. is the best B.I. when he's trying to score and when this team needs points. And he did that. He was great in this game. So that whole... Zion experiment in the f- experiment experience experience in the first half with him scoring 17 points opened so much up for the other players. And this is again when you're going to start to see a lot of their best version of themselves. Zion early getting the ball, creating space for others, letting Brandon Ingram take over in the second half, the third quarter there, but it's also going to create open shots for others. And that really happened for. Devontae Graham off the bench. 21 points on the night. We don't care about the other numbers here. He had four rebounds in this one. It was six of 11 from three. 18 points from three is what Devontae Graham did. He's on a heater right now. He's having a very good season, and he's playing well. It might mean he still doesn't need significant minutes, but he was tremendous. And right now, at times, you know, he's the best shooter on the team. And you need to have that guy out there on the court to space it for Zion Williamson because he can get you buckets in bunches, and he was in this one. He was hot. He was feeling it. He was taking heat check shots. They were going in, and that is fine by me. And when you have someone like Zion that forces a defense to rotate, you know, I don't have the numbers. They come out the next day, but the secondary assists for the Pelicans in this one are going to be through the roof. There was so much ball movement. Zion attacks the basket. It's not there. He kicks it out to one of the corners. There's a, uh, an X out coming to the corner shooter. So they pass the ball up to the, uh, the, you know, the break on the three-point line or above it, and eventually just keep moving the ball until they find an open three-point shooter. And that's very often Devontae Graham in these situations, and he's making his shots. Well, i making them last year. He's making them this year. And if he's doing that, that's really helpful. He's shooting 44.1% from three this year. If you do that, you saw them pay attention to him on the three-point line, and that creates a little bit of more space for Zion. Not much. They're still going to try and keep him in check, but then it means maybe Brandon Ingram can get to the basket and have lanes to attack in ways that he didn't. When the Spurs realized they had to slow Zion, but you also have to slow the three-point shooters on this Pelicans team down, it opened things up for Brandon Ingram. That's one of the advantages of points Zion. So the court gravity is going to pull people to him, especially when he has the ball in his hands. And it's going to make it easier for others, and it made it easier for Brandon Ingram in this one. Devontae Graham has, again, made at least one very good, if not two very good defensive plays in almost every game that he's played this year. He's been good. There's no knocking him. You still need to get Dyson Daniels' minutes and some other guys' minutes, certainly, but Devonte Graham's worthy of being in this rotation. There's no way to drop him especially with three-point shooting like that. No Trey Murphy for New Orleans in this one. That did affect everything. No CJ McCollum, there were more minutes to go around. But if his three-point shot's falling like that, you got to try and keep him out there especially because he's not, you know, a, a huge negative on defense like he was last year. This is a strong bounce back year for him. You're really seeing this Pelicans team come together. Zion and B.I. playing well off each other. They use them in more two-man actions too, screening for one another to try and create space, realizing that that's going to leave two, three guys open on the perimeter if that's what you're doing there. And Devontae Graham even said it after the game. You know, if there's room for improvement, and he said, that's the scary part about us. We've still got a lot of a lot of improvement. We're going to continue to get better one day at a time. Yeah, you saw it in this. They found the right balance of everything. That's what we've been asking from them. They found it in this game, and it led to a massive win. This is how their top five offense becomes number one in the league in something that no one is going to be able to keep up with. This was a really important game for kind of seeing how it all works and how it all clicks together, and they did a really good job of that in this one. But the defense was good, too, and so was a guy rookie in Dyson Daniels. And there was also an unsung hero, I think in Jonas Valanciunas. Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of locked on Pelicans. Before we do that though, today's episode of locked on Pelicans is brought to you by sweat block. It's probably embarrassing. I shouldn't say it, but whatever. I I don't know what happened, but I started sweating more and I wear a lot of t-shirts. No matter what I was doing, even if it was cool outside, there were pretty much pit stains every single time, just driving. I would have it and then I started to get pretty self-conscious about it. Doing the show here, I've got the light on me. It's just a little warm. I move around a lot. I'm talking a lot. My body temperature's high. Last thing I really want is for there to be YouTube comments on there about like sweaty armpits, frankly. And then having to think about that and getting thrown out of the rhythm doing the show. But I was able to really fix this all with Sweat Block. Sweat Block Wipes have been a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years with over 10,000 five-star reviews. So you don't want to miss this opportunity to try Sweat Block. It's really simple simple you you shower you put on the wipes and you're good for seven days you're not gonna sweat it saves my t-shirts it makes doing laundry so much easier so if you or someone you love is experiencing sweat block or odor try or sorry is experiencing excessive sweat or odor try sweat block there we go save 20 percent with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com also available on amazon and thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team, including on a holiday. I hope you're all having a wonderful Thanksgiving. What a great way to kind of ease into the long holiday weekend if you have time off. And hope if you're working. Maybe this makes it a little bit easier to get through the day in some capacity, a big Pelicans win like that. We're here Monday through Friday. Subscribe. Leave a comment down below on YouTube. Tell a friend about it, too. This Pelicans team is fun. You want them clued in and knowing what's going on. Locked on Pelicans can help them do that. For your second listen, there's a lot of sports going on right now. A lot of sports. Locked on sports today. It's going to recap all the biggest stories you need to know across all sports. You're not going to watch every World Cup game. You're not going to watch every NFL game. Just listen to locked on sports today. It's like knowing everything you need for the water cooler. Locked on sports today. Available on youtube and wherever you get your podcasts all right let's start to wrap up the show but want to talk a little bit about the defense here in the pelicans win over the san antonio spurs 129 110 the defense was good we did the show yesterday on the defense talking about what's making them so effective and you really saw it on this they were aggressive on the perimeter trying to force steals trying to force turnovers to be able to get out and run They did a good enough job of that. 18 turnovers by the San Antonio Spurs in this one. 25 points off those turnovers for New Orleans. That's a good number. It's going to limit that offense and give empty trips to your opponent. It also forced them into taking bad shots. They give up a lot of mid-rangers, which is kind of what you want. Still giving up a lot of shots. A lot of those are open. But I think it's partially by design. And you saw the rotations really be great by New Orleans to take away the rim. There were not really good shots for the San Antonio Spurs to take in this one. And when you look at their shot chart, it's a whole bunch of mid-range and it's a whole bunch of red. New Orleans rotated well. Guys were in position, knew what the Spurs were going to do, where they wanted to go with the ball. So when someone drove down into the teeth of the defense trying to get into the paint, the restricted area to score at the rim, Jonas was there. Larry Nance Jr. was there. Zion was there. Dyson Daniels was there. We'll get into him in a second. And it just forced a very bad shot chart, shot selection on the San Antonio Spurs for the most part. And that's a big reason why their offense just couldn't get anything going. At the start of the fourth, they couldn't buy a bucket. They couldn't buy a bucket. When they were making shots, it's low percentage twos, and New Orleans was answering with a three. You trade twos for threes every single day, especially low percentage. Looks like that. And when their defense is rotating like that, is getting out and recovering well and contesting out on the three-point line, because we said they contest three-point shots very well. They did that in this one. This was a really good performance. The Spurs were 10 of 34. That's under 30% from three. New Orleans made their life hard. That's what we want to see. Crisp rotations, the team working as a unit on that side of the ball. They were really, really good. That was that first quarter is the best defense we've seen. It's the Spurs. It's the Spurs. So you only read so much into it because they're bad right now. But at the same point, just, just do what you got to do and, and beat bad teams. And they did. And that's what we love to see. They have the 27th ranked offense out of 30. That's not good, right? They were going to struggle to score. But New Orleans is looking like they are a cohesive defensive unit with a plan. And I liked what we saw from them in this one. Dyson Daniels was really good. He He's still figuring it out off, offensively. He's not there yet. He has some moments. But overall offensively, he, it's still a work in progress. But defensively, that dude's good. There was one play in the third or fourth. I forget exactly what it was. You saw pick and roll. And you knew they were going to kick the ball because they were met by the defense. And Dyson Daniels was already in position. He was already rotated over and knew exactly where he needed to be. He saw that play happening. He got to the spot before the pass was made to be able to play the right kind of defense. It resulted in a missed shot and transition points for New Orleans. He was great. He is an NBA-ready defender right now. You need a guy like that. He was fantastic. He can play down low. You see him meet people at the rim under the basket. That's not anything any of the other guards here in New Orleans can do. With his size, his anticipation, that really adds a level of play, a style of play, a, a rotation player that you don't have at that position definitely need to see him getting more minutes. Hopefully he can figure it out offensively because at times that's been a little bit shaky, but defensively, that dude's NBA ready right now. And then finally, can we get some Jonas Valančiūnas appreciation here as we end the show? 9 of 11, 22 points, 10 rebounds. You just needed him to rebound this one, right? This could easily this was easily a Jonas Valančiūnas game. Jakob Pertl's coming back after missing a couple of games hasn't been playing particularly well. Let Jonas feast. In this one, and the Pelicans dominated the glass, really winning that battle, grabbing offensive boards, grabbing defensive boards, ending those possessions. I watched this one with my girlfriend's dad, and one thing he, and he's not a big basketball guy and is watching this game. He's like, Pel, looks at me. Are the Pelicans a good rebounding team? And I was like, at times, like, well, they're rebounding well tonight. And I was like, they are. They are. And they did a good job. And Jonas was a really, really big part of that. You know, it's also great when he's hitting threes. Just that kind of night. Four of five. They're going to leave him open on the perimeter. He's got the green light to shoot. That spaces the court. That spaces the court. You got to put a bigger someone out there on him. You don't want him doing that and burning you. You don't want to let Jonas Valanciunas make threes against you. But with Zion out there, can you do that? And if you can't, Let them shoot. Go four or five from three. That adds a ton of points to this one. New Orleans needs more three-point shooting. We've said it. They got it especially from Jonas in this one. He was an unsung hero in it all. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Happy Thanksgiving again to you and yours. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. I am thankful for you. I actually mean that. It sounds cheesy, but I truly, truly mean that. So I hope you enjoy the day. Hopefully this makes it a little bit easier on you, whether you're working, cooking, or just need a break from your family. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to have a podcast. I think we're going to have a podcast. We'll get you set for the weekend. Big game on Friday against the Memphis Grizzlies. Also, roll wave Tulane as well. I'll see you all then.